And welcome to another show of Don't Get This Twisted. I am Rob, along with my co-host, as always, Tina. How are you doing, Tina? I'm hanging in there, Rob. I'm trying to stay cool here in El Paso. Oh, awesome. So, Texas it is. It's hotter than a mofo over here. Hotter than Texas bull balls, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it is. Hey, you know. It uh, is. Yeah, you know, it's it's fun. It's summertime. Gotta, gotta yeah. love it. It's hotter than crap where I'm at. It was about a hundred today. Um, and this morning, a little humid when I walked my puppy, it seemed a little yucky. Although I heard the East coast is really yucky. Like, like it was like 90 degrees and 90% humidity and raining on the oh, East fun. coast. Yeah. Fun stuff. Glad I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So yeah, we're looking today, at 104 here. Oh, oh yeah, that oh wow. 104. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah. So today we are going to have a conversation with someone who was on our online dating show many, many, many moons ago. But today we're going to talk about what it's like to be a single parent with no father in the life at all. So more or less really raising your child alone, which I think is just uh, you know, being a single dad is as difficult as it is i can't imagine um her name is christy she was on our online show dating show and she was a barrel of laughs on that one because we let her (laughs) say whatever she wanted and boy if you haven't listened to that episode go back it's online dating too it is um a tickler actually it's pretty fun hi christy how are you doing today well hi guys thanks for having me back i'm good how are you Oh, you know, as hot as you are, because you live in California as well. Hot. Good stuff, right? Right now, I'd be swimming if I wasn't here talking to you guys. Yes, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. I would, well, not to be lying, I would be at the park right now walking my puppy. So (laughs) that's pretty much all I do now. My dog and, you know, my kid. And that being said, that was a segue. We're going to be talking children. And we talked a little bit off the air um, before we got on about you um, being a only parent, which I thought was pretty interesting because I asked you if you would like to come on and you were like, yeah, I have an idea for this show. What do you think? And I was like, sure. I think it's an interesting conversation. Um, We have a lot of female listeners across the country. So. Well, actually across the world, because we're worldwide, just so you know, just if that doesn't make you any more nervous, there's people all over the world. (laughs) India, India love us like crazy love us. It's pretty cool. But I want to hear your story really about what it's like and why, obviously, that you are an only parent. So I will give you the floor. Feel free to chat. Awesome. Uh, Well, so I... Obviously, um, just like other single parents, this is not my life plan. I didn't plan on being here at this point in my life. (laughs) Um, I have uh, my one daughter and her father and I were in a a long uh, relationship together. And um, we split up and she was about a year and nine months old when he unfortunately passed away. It was sudden. It was tragic. Um, She was too young to remember him. Um, Of course, at that point, you don't think about like, oh, okay, like I already, you know, had a plan for this. Let me, you know, go go to plan B. No, that was just like sudden, tragic. It was obviously like at that point, this was um, like what, eight years ago? It was in 2014, um, the end of 2014. So uh, I was still in my mid-20s then and uh, you don't like I said, you don't plan on your life going that way. And Mm -hmm. so I obviously after, so after him, I didn't date for a while because I was like, okay, I'm, I'm focused. I need to focus on myself, my work, my daughter. I don't want to bring anyone else in my life or her life because I don't have time for that. Um, I, there are some regrets along the way. I feel like maybe if I would have made more of an effort to, to meet other people, then maybe I could have had more of like a father figure in her life, but 
um, I actually got really lucky. As soon as I had her, I actually ended up moving back home with my parents um, and with my brothers and they took us in and they're amazing. So yeah, it, it being the only parent sucked. It, it was really awful. It's very challenging. It was, it's been even till this day, it's like so emotional. You have to fill like these shoes and answer these questions that like you're not prepared for. Um, sure. so you kind of just have to roll with the punches and, you know, as questions come up or as certain scenarios come up or curiosities come up, um, you know, it's like, okay, well, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. If she asks me this, I, I I'm just going to, you know, I, I'm sure I'll be prepared when the moment comes. Um, my biggest, my, so I remember when he first passed, she was really young to remember. Um, and I, I'm grateful for, you know, having pictures of them together and stuff like that so that I could have something to show her when she's now she's nine years old. So sure. I, when she was younger, I was always, worried and so scared about, okay, one day she's going to ask, Hey mom, like I, I am in school now and I see all these kids that have a mom and a dad and I don't have a dad, like, where's my dad? You know? And I knew that that day would come. Sure. Um, and so until that day came, I never had the conversation with her. Um, cause like I said, we moved back in with my parents and my dad and my brothers are just angels on earth. They're so amazing. They're such like great father figures in her life. So she never really lacked that. It's obviously different having, you know, her own dad, but having my dad and my brother is like, are amazing. It, 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 it's like, as if, you know, she never really lacked that father figure. Um, but so she starts school, she goes to preschool and then kinder and then eventually, um, comes home one day and, you know, she's like, Hey, uh, so all these kids in school, they, you know, talk about mommies and daddies and, uh, where's my daddy? Why don't I have a daddy? And like, Oh my gosh, like that was just a, like a punch in the gut. It was terrible. Like I was, even though I've tried to prepare myself leading up to that point for a few years, it, you just never really are too prepared for, for questions like that. It was, it was hard. <laughs> I remember, yeah, I um, yeah, one of her, uh, first questions around that subject was when um, the movie Coco came out and we saw it in theaters. And then I just remember driving home from the theater and I look in the back and in, in my rearview mirror and she's crying. And I'm like, well, why are you crying? And she starts telling me, well, because I, I don't have a daddy. And I, and Coco was just like looking for his family. And, you know, I, and at that age, she's like, three and a half, four. And I, I don't want her to have the impression that, you know, if he found his family in the movie, like that's how she can go and like find, you know, her other half of her family. Um, so then at that point I, I had to have that difficult conversation. It was around the same time she had started preschool and kinder and, and I had the conversation of, well, she doesn't understand religion quite yet, but she knows that there's a heaven and that when people pass away, they go to heaven and all that stuff. And so we had that, that conversation of, well, you did have a daddy and, and he loved you very much. And he was around when you were a baby, but unfortunately God loved him too much. And he took him to, you know, he brought him up to heaven with him. And it's like, at that point, what do you say? Like, I don't, at three, four years old, I don't know how she could even comprehend anything around that sure. subject. So and I didn't even know. Could. Like, Yeah. So, and that's just what I came up with, you know, like he, he went to heaven and, is her is her dad's family in the picture? Uh, they were at first. So he passed the end of 2014, and they were in her life up until 2017. Um, they made somewhat of an effort. And me, I was like, okay, well, they're the grandparents. I'm not going to push her onto them or force her onto them. If they want to be in her life, they need to make that effort and, and be in her life. And they just out of nowhere stopped. Um, and wow. yeah, like we would, they would have us over for holidays and I would take her to see them and stuff like that. And they would get her like gifts, Christmas, birthday, all that. Um, and then after, so she was like at an age where she, she remembered them still. And I remember her asking me, um, I don't know, it was like 2018 sometime or maybe 2019 where she's like, well, I miss my grandma and grandpa. Like, where have they been? And like, what do you say? You know, like I, 
I honestly don't know where, where they've been. They, they don't have the same numbers anymore. They, they don't reach out. I still have the same phone number. You know what I mean? I'm very easy to find on social media and you could reach me, you have my number, you know? Um, but yeah, they, you know, and, and then, so I saw it that way. If they don't want to make the effort, then why do I need to like, if they want to be in her life, I'm not stopping them from, you know, being in her life. So they need to make that effort and they stopped. So I was like, all right, I get it. (laughs) Yeah. You can only do so much. No warning or anything. No. Wow. Okay. I mean, the only thing that I could see probably is that she reminds them of him. Him, yeah. And there's, um, there is that. So, yeah, maybe yes and no. So they were very absent in their son's life, too. He came from a very toxic household. Um, he had a very toxic upbringing. Uh, so they, I mean, I don't want to talk down on anybody, but they weren't the best people. And so they, they probably didn't help. I didn't the really situation. expect much. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Wow. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But, but obviously your family is in her life. So, Oh yeah. Um, so it, it's, I mean, again, so, I not to, to try to play the, the, the good card is at least they do have a, she does have a good family atmosphere. And, and that's what brings me so much comfort and peace. Like I, it brings me comfort and peace, but I know that she feels like there's something missing. Um, you know, uh, and I can't do anything about that, but I do try to make up for everything else. Like that's what I'm, and and people to understand, like, um, you know, there's people in situations where there is a single mom or a single dad and there is a, a mom or a dad in the picture, but they're just absent. They're not there, whatever the situation is. But in, in this situation where, you know, the other parent is deceased and there's no way to have the other parent in their life, um, you have you you constantly feel like you're having to make up for that absence. And it's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. But my family's this. amazing. Oh, they they my family's is amazing. Mm-hmm. That's good that they are. But it is hard to make up for somebody missing from a, a child's life. It's it's impossible. There's no way you could do it. I My daughter yeah. was adopted and her, her family was alive. They just didn't, they didn't want to take part in things. They had other priorities at the time and lost custody of her. And so I get like always trying to feel like you're, trying to be more or trying to do better or, or being really hard on yourself because you couldn't do what you thought you should. That's got to be really hard when there's not anybody to even blame. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know sometimes people probably, uh, I, I get this question all the time. Like, how do you do it? Like you're always like, I literally today, I, <laughs> I woke up at, 5:30 this morning I you know showered got ready for work logged on worked um she has summer camp this month so I'm dropping off picking up from summer camp I had to get some groceries plan for dinner cook make sure we're done eating and all that before seven so that we can record right today and so and then I'm like okay maybe I have like 10-15 minutes to sit and just relax for a minute before I you know jump on this call and then um I people ask me, how do you do it? And I'm just like, you know what? I don't know. Like I just do, like, I have no other choice. You don't think about it. You just do literally like I have no choice. There is no other person to go to like, Oh, Hey, like I'm stuck on a conference call or I want to have dinner with my girlfriends tonight. I, can you pick her up instead? Or can you drop her off instead? You know, I just do. (laughs) I don't think about it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, I think things become very robotic when, mm-hmm. when you are like that, because mm-hmm. again, like I told you before, I, I was a single dad. I had, I had custody of him most of the time, um, mm-hmm. besides every other weekend. So I did the same thing, get up, go to work. You know, if he had after school care, rush over there to after school care, get him home, cook dinner, do his homework make sure he's in bed by a certain time because we have to do mm-hmm. the same thing the next day and the next day and the next day. And mm-hmm. I kind of agree with what you said that you, you definitely try to make it up because he has, my son has siblings, but they're much older. His oldest sister's 15 years older than him. 
So like he's really an only child per se, even though he's not like he can lean on them, but more as an adult figure than his sibling. Mm -hmm. So I always tried to do the same thing. I tried to make up for it and and it it can hurt and it can help. I think it's you know, it's a two way street. You got to be really careful about how much you give them because then they expect it as they get older because yours is young. Thank goodness. You can still mold her. Mine is will be 20 in December and he's he is not moldable anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I we we do need to try to be careful how much we do make up for the absence of the other. But at the same time, like you have this guilt, you know, like you feel responsible for the situation they're in. Like she didn't ask for this. She didn't, you know, cause this. Like, why does she have to? deal with this like that weighs heavily on me like daily but you you same thing for you you didn't ask for this and you didn't deserve this either so I think keeping that in perspective like there was nothing you could have done to make the outcome different so at some point the loss just needs to be there for her and you need to support her in it but still there's really what could you have done other than what you're doing now you know yeah. And it took me, I, I'm, I, I'm exactly what you say is how I feel now. Like I've accepted. Right. But the first few years I was just like a mess. It was hard because I felt like maybe there was something I could have done or something I could have changed or just some difference I could have made. No, there's literally nothing I could have done, but I couldn't understand that the first couple of years. It was so hard. Um, and now that she's at an age where she can understand more and I can talk to her more, obviously still, you know, um, guarding her from certain things and, and being careful, like how I explain things or how much I say, or how much I expose her to, like, um, she understands that, you know, we can't change what happened. We just have to make the best of our situation. So, yeah, I think a lot of that comes down to, um, like in my case, I, I think I made one small, well, not small, but I, I treated my young child because I had him from six on, but around nine or 10, like I talked to my kid, like he was an adult and I think it's going to be good for him later in life. But I think I took a small chunk of his childhood away. So I will tell you, make sure she has a childhood that, and it's, and it's okay to talk to her like a child because I didn't. And I think that it like my son, when he got older, like in high school, he hated high school kids. He said, these people are boring. I have nothing in common with them. They're all children. And I was like, no, dude, like you're a child. <laughs> like, it's okay to still be like that. But he grew up in wrestling locker rooms with, you know, 25 year old men and talked to them like they were like that. And they talked to him like he was an adult. So that would be my only thing is, you know, make sure that she really enjoys her childhood and let her live that, even though it's got to be super difficult. Like and I'm telling you, I had someone to lean on. I can't imagine what you went through, mostly because you had to go through grief. Yeah, because she know. was missing somebody that she loved and had a child with, even though you weren't together. That had to have been a huge loss for you, a devastating yeah. oh. blow for your heart. Absolutely. Like despite our differences and despite how we ended, um, that's still my daughter's father. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. it was just sudden tragic. Um, you know, and then I remember, um, just one day sitting there and thinking like, holy shit, like I, am. I'm, I'm mom and dad, you know, I remember one time I, it, this was a couple years after he passed. Um, I was talking to a friend or let's say an acquaintance, not really a friend, but an acquaintance about, um, Oh, so what are you guys doing for father's day? And I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I'm going to barbecue for my dad and celebrate myself and him and and I remember just saying something about, uh, I celebrate both Mother's Day and Father's Day. And they just thought that that was really silly. And I'm like, well, I'm technically in both, so I can celebrate yes. both. And mm-hmm. just some people don't see it that way. And it's just disheartening a little bit. Like, 
there are dads that are both mom and dad and there are moms that are both mom and dad. So we don't, I, I know that I, I'm not asking for, you know, a, a pity party or uh, whatever you want to call it. It's just that people need to recognize that th- this is, you know, real life. Like not everyone has both parents. And I feel like um, this, so it's really rough for, for my daughter when it comes around the time where they're de- decorating Father's Day gifts, right? Like it, towards the end of May, beginning of June, when it's almost Father's Day and they're making their little things in elementary, you know. And when she's older, I don't have to worry about that. But now I look forward to it so much because she's, you know, bringing home all these things that she makes for me. It's the cutest <laughs> thing ever. Um, and so I remember her first uh, year where she was actually able to do something and she was like, well, so mom, we're going to do stuff for Father's Day, but I don't, I don't know who to make mine for. And God, like, and for people that judge like, oh, your mom and dad, why, why do you celebrate Father's Day? Like, this is why I celebrate Father's Day because I, my, my daughter came home from school saying like, we're going to start making our Father's Day gifts in school next week. And I don't know who to make mine for, you know? And I'm like, well, baby, you can make it for me. You can make it for your grandpa. You can make it for your uncle. You can make it for your other uncle. You you choose. Like, you have so many people that love you. And you can, you know, you literally can give it, make it for anybody. And so it, it just, it, it put things into perspective of how heavily it weighs on her and how much it kind of like, you know, takes over her little mind too. And people don't think about that. I feel like it was just. Yeah, it, it was it was a heavy moment. Absolutely. There's there's something what I, I know with raising my daughter that I didn't have all the answers. And I, I was fortunate that I had my my husband at the time to run stuff by and do things with. But mm-hmm. ultimately what what I came up with was enough. And I always try to tell people when they're in situations like you just just remember you're enough. You don't have to be anybody but you. You don't have to be perfect because nobody is. And and perfection is something that doesn't exist because depending on your your um you know your view of things is gonna weigh as to whether or not you're perfect or not. And your daughter's not gonna believe and and view things the same way you did. And it's it's so difficult being a parent anyway. And then in your situation, I couldn't even imagine. But then on top of on top of it, feeling like you're not doing enough or doing the right thing, just know that as a parent, everybody feels like that. And you don't have to be everything because there is a village to help out, you know, and she's going to ha- there's going to be lessons and things she's going to have to learn in her life. And she's going to suffer through hardships. But at the end of it, if, if, if you just are who you are and you mother her the way you can, she's going to know her mom was there. And yeah, that's, I agree. Thank you for that. It's, it's hard. Cause I, I'm looking at you cause I could see your face and you just look like it's, it weighs so heavy on your heart. And, and I remember being a mom and everything weighed heavy on mine. Cause my daughter wasn't biologically mine. And I was like, I just got to tell people they can't be that hard on themselves. Cause you're the one that is there and you're the one that is doing and you're, you're the one that is, is her support. And, and again, you didn't do anything wrong. That had him, him passing had nothing to do with you. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I just find myself constantly having to remind myself of that. And, and you mentioned the village. Oh my God, my village is amazing. It, it, yeah. so I, I, they're there when I need them. They're there when I ask for help, but there's times where I'm just like, shit, like I need a break, you know? And I just want mm-hmm. them to sometimes be like, Oh, here, just like give her to us. Let, let us take her off your hands. And, you know, and, and she's not a bad kid. She is such a good kid. She's amazing. Like she is such a delightful child to be around. So none of my family or friends ever mind helping out with her, but I just feel like I don't want to be a burden and always asking for help. You know what I mean? And so sometimes I'm just like, I wish my village would just be like, Oh, Hey, do you need us? Like, you know, we're here instead of me being like, Hey, like I need you. Can you help? (laughs) So it, 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 that's also kind of like, Oh God, I don't want to call them and ask them again, but 
I kind of, so I used to be like that where I'm just like, oh, I'll just, I won't go to this place or do this thing because I don't want to ask for help with like babysitting or whatever. And then eventually I was like, you know what? No, I'm not missing out on things. And when my kid isn't allowed to, you know, when she's not allowed to be with me somewhere, then I just need to ask for help. And I, you know, came to the realization, like they really don't mind. I just need to ask. It just sucks. Like, well, it sounds like they don't there and, it sounds you know. like they don't want to step on your toes either they you that they know too, you yeah. are, you're super independent you're going to do your own yeah. thing <laughs> and they're just waiting to see where they could fill in and that means you're going to have to help them figure that out yeah no and as totally she gets right. older and as she gets older she'll just call them herself i know my niece every yeah. couple of weeks she's like hey Vic, can uh, we spend some time tomorrow and i tell my brother and my brother's like she didn't even tell me and i'm like well she apparently needed something from me I don't know she needs something so and Mm -hmm. and let her know that she's open to do that too when she needs somebody because teaching a woman teaching a woman to ask for help is a good thing because women have been taught they can't ask and she needs to know it's okay to ask like I that's probably why I have such a hard time putting myself out there and asking for help because I always felt like okay well I'm so independent I don't I don't need anybody's help, but I really do. I need like a lot of help. Like, I don't know if they see the SOS sign. I need help all the time, you know, but everybody um, does. But, You're not alone. Yeah. Everybody oh, does. Totally. Even yeah, people no, that, that don't have kids. Yeah. Sure. Well, <laughs> totally. I, I, I'll go along um, the same thing of men, you know, men yeah. are supposed to be super strong and not ask for help. And, and I feel for you with the, what you were talking about, about needing a break. Um, you know, when, when I had my son, you know, I was lucky that every other weekend I had a break because there were days where I was having a breakdown where I was just like, is it Friday night yet? Cause I need to sit in a room with music on and not do anything just to decompress. I feel oh, for yeah. you. I, I really do. And it's hard. And when you have, you are right. Nobody wants to ask that question because you, you feel like you're dumping your child on someone even though you're not. That's the hard yeah, part. Totally. And, and being the one that, that gets dumped on, supposedly, I don't see it like that at all. I'm like, really? She wants to spend time with me? Let's go have some fun. Like, there, nobody's taking it like you're dumping on them because you are self-sufficient and you are doing your thing. I'm sure of that. Nobody's looking at it the yeah, same no, way you are. Yeah, no, they're great. And, and I'm sure if they had a problem with it, I would totally, you know, get that vibe from them. But no, they're everyone around me. Is so amazing. Um, and you mentioned the every other weekend thing. Like, I remember when she was younger, I would have a harder time asking my mom for help with her. Because, you know, she was younger. She was a little harder to watch. She's more, you know, more needy, more high maintenance. Um, whereas now she can do things more on her own. But I, you know, would have girlfriends with kids where they're like, oh, well, I don't have my kids this weekend. They're with their dad. So let's do this and that. I'm like, Oh, I don't get the every other weekend thing. I have her 365 days a year. So let me see if I have help and I'll get back to you You guys make plans without me. And if I can join then I'll be there. If not, then have fun. Um, but yeah, so that, that part was really hard, but now she's older. She takes, you know, care of herself pretty much. She, she can watch her own self. She just needs an adult around cause she's only nine still. So yeah. <laughs> It's easier. My mom's like, yeah, please bring her over. Like, you know, and, and, you know, I mentioned earlier, like we moved back home when she was a baby and she was like a newborn when I moved back home. Um, it was, it was like where they never really had a chance to miss us because we were right there all the time. Um, but her and I have been in our own place for about a couple of years now. And, um, now, you know, after we moved out and got our own place, they have the chance to miss her. So if I go a few days without going over there, you know, they're calling me like, who, who do you think you are keeping her away from us this long? Can you please just like, we don't want you just bring her over. So they have the chance to actually miss her now. It's like really cute to see that. So that's cool. Um, yeah. I, I have a question for you more based yeah. on how I had to do something. So I, I did play mom and dad. I feel as well. Um, I lived in Vegas for two years, so I had him a lot and I didn't, you know, I didn't have that every other weekend. Um, I found it difficult to obviously play that emotional side, although I'm a very emotional person. So, but like, you know, when people say things like, Oh, you know, like being hard on him or being the man part was easy. It's like, I knew how to, to 
deviate a, a boy around, but still, you know, try to be there and be that person that would sit next to him and hug him and hang out with him and, and be more loving and motherly. Like, um, do you find it difficult? Probably not yet. Or do you think it's going to be difficult when it comes to those more questions that she would ask dad? I mean, would you, would you lean more on your father or your brothers if you needed help? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because like I, I think I, a man's perspective would be important for her too, not just mine. Because I might feel like I might be saying or doing the right thing, even though, you know, I try to, I, I think of myself as being pretty well-rounded as, you know, being the mother, the nurturing mother, but also, you know, I, I try to think of myself, you know, like I said, as being well-rounded, I would think that I would be giving her the right answer, the right, you know, guidance, but it, a man's per- perspective is going to be totally different. So I would definitely ask for my dad or my brother to step in and Hey, like, or Hey, even by then, if she has a stepdad, then I would definitely be like, okay, this, mm-hmm. please step in, help out here. Cause, yeah. Cause I was a stepfather as well. And, and luckily my girls, when I met them were 12 and eight. Um, mm-hmm. And I was lucky cause I raised them both out of the house. So I consider them my girls. Like, when people ask me about my kids, they're mine. I'd raised them, mm-hmm. but I, I was lucky. They did kind of lean on me and ask me questions that their dad was in their life, but not as much. Or So I was lucky. And, and when I had questions that were more motherly, I leaned on all my female friends because those were the ones that I could at least answer quickly before until he had a chance to talk to his mother. Because mm-hmm. it's it's hard on the fly to just answer a question when you're like you said, sometimes they blindside you with shit and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Like, like, hold on. Let me uh, Google that real quick. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you end up like doing that one where you're just like, um, and, and then you come off as being like not stupid, but like they're like, uh, well, I'm waiting. Like, <laughs> can you answer this? I'm like, yeah, hold on. So I do feel I, I feel that that it, it's a hard thing. And you know what? You should pat yourself on the back for 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 Father's Day, because here's where I, I, I kind of disagree with people saying things like that. You're you are filling that void, regardless of people on the outside, if they believe it or not. It doesn't matter because you're filling a void that that's there through your family. So you, you you're smart enough to say, hey, grandpa's here uncles are here and I'm the one who's answering or being that fatherly figure on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. So, because sometimes dad has to be an asshole and tell and say no. And, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm, and that's where you're going to lean in and go, I said no, and no means no. And it, yeah. she's gonna, I literally she, yeah. told her that last week for something. She, and I'm like, look, I can't say yes to everything. Sometimes yeah. I have to say no. And you're just going to have to be okay with that. And she's like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and, and I will yeah. warn you, girls, whoo, man. It gets hard. better. I know. Hard, <laughs> hard. Yeah. Nine go- I, I have one going, nine going on 19. Trust me. I already yes, know. She is all full of staff. It's yeah. Just, the, oh the, my goodness. I'm, I'm getting My ex-wife, now. my Case ex-wife said the best thing. <laughs> Her girls were great as young children, like up until about seven. She said that she said if if I would have had boys first, a boy first, she would have quit because my son was very much a (laughs) crybaby. You know, you know, boys are like whiny and uh, and like he wanted to he stuck to her leg until about 10 and then he disappeared. Then he became his own person, going to his own room, played games, did shit on his own, started to become a man. My Mm -hmm. girls got to about teenagers and went into just the craziest modes in the world. So they're they're just two totally different things. And as a as a step parent, you you could only do so much with those girls. Right. I could only because they weren't mine. I could only. My son, I'll go to my son, grab him by the collar and be like, I'll kill you. You know, you're fine. I get to, I, do you understand? So I brought you I, in this world. I'll take you I'll out. Take you out. Exactly. And I think, <laughs> and I think that those are the roles you're playing. And 
it's a balancing act because you want mm-hmm. your your child to love you so much, but but you know that that you can you can't give them the world because they'll just take it from you. And and, and I mm-hmm. give you a lot of credit. And um it it's it's gotta be a grind for you daily. Obviously, you, what you said earlier, it's like up in the morning and during the school year, I can't even imagine no. if I haven't done it in a long time. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's crazy. So what would you tell someone let uh, one of our listeners, if they're going through this in the very beginning, what t- tell me what you would tell them within like the first two, three months of going through this? What did you do to to get through this without obviously having a nervous breakdown? Um, so I, I thought the best thing for me at first was to just stay busy. I stayed, I made sure I just kept myself busy. I filled my schedule up with stuff for myself, stuff for my daughter. We were always busy. So I felt like I never really felt my feelings. Um, Mm -hmm. one thing I wish I would have done that I would highly recommend someone doing, especially if they are just going through it. And it's like, you know, the beginning, you know, the first year or two of going through losing someone, um, especially when it's, you know, the other parent in, in your child's life is, uh, go to therapy. I yeah. wish I had gone to therapy right away. Talk to someone because um, I, I think that it wouldn't have taken such a big toll on my mental health if I had done it sooner. Um, talk to someone. It's so important and, and it's okay to not be okay, but it's so important that to just pause and feel your feelings. Don't mask them or sweep them under the rug because that's going to hurt you more later. Big right. time. It's good to hear because a lot of people won't admit that. I think that's a, a big problem. Me and Tina have talked on many shows about therapy and, and the lack thereof and, and people willing to actually understand that, you know, maybe I'm not okay. Or that I am okay, but I need to bounce this off someone who has no, um, nothing involved in the game, nothing to gain from it. And sometimes that's the best thing. Cause your friends, they, they, they'll listen, but a lot of them tell you what you want to hear. Exactly. I was going to say that right now. It's so important to have an unbiased person in your life. Um, in especially a situation this heavy, you, you know, my, when he first, like my, my, parents and my brothers, my family was, weren't his biggest fans. And so when they, when I first told them, you know, what had happened, um, they obviously were sad for, for me and, you know, they gave their condolences and all that. But so this, this part hurt a lot. Um, they never, until this day, they never asked me like how I'm doing or how I feel. Like they never came to me to like, talk to me to, make me feel like comfortable enough to open up and talk to them about my feelings. Like they never said, Hey, like, you know, how are you feeling after him being gone? Or are you okay? Uh, Like just because they weren't fans of him, it didn't mean that I wasn't like suffering, you know? Um, I don't, I don't think that people know how to deal with stuff like that until they've gone through it themselves. Yeah. if you've never been in that situation, how do you start that conversation? I think that yeah. people, you know, I, cause my, when my mom died 11 years ago, I had friends that were really close and they kind of stayed away. And then there was other people I wasn't so close and they were right next to me. And, mm-hmm. and I wondered over the years, like wh- why that was the way it was. And then as my friend's parents had passed, they were like, Tina, I'm so sorry. I wasn't there for you, but I didn't know what to do. And I mm-hmm. think that goes for death like all the way around if if you haven't experienced it what do you say what do you do i i i don't feel that they don't wonder i just wonder if they know how to start that conversation with you yeah so they they experienced death even before like me losing him like they 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 had already experienced it like from you know, my mom's dad, my grandpa passing, my dad's um, brother, my uncle passing and um, us losing other family and friends and whatnot. Um, They'd experienced it, but I just felt like maybe just because they weren't his biggest fan, they just didn't give or show as much importance to the situation. 
But despite their feelings towards him, like, put that aside. I am grieving someone who was such a big part of my life. I needed that, that support or someone to come and say, Hey, like, are you open up to me? Like, are you okay? How are you feeling? Like, you know, what's going on? How are you now? You know, and they didn't, but I do have some amazing friends in my life who definitely, you know, would constantly check up on me and talk to me um, and make sure that, you know, I'm okay with what, what I was going through. But, and, and I don't like, I don't have any, you know, ill feelings towards my family for not, you know, checking up on me. I get it. You know, they, it's they just something you needed. That you we're looking didn't at get. the situation. Yeah, it was something I needed. I didn't, and I, and I didn't get. And I, I get that it was probably hard for them to show me that kind of affection because of the way they felt about him. But like, you know, like you said, um, Tina, it, 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 they probably also didn't know how to approach it or how to initiate that. Um, and it was just harder to not talk about it. Like that's just also like the kind of household I grew up in is. Yeah. Like it was just easier to not talk about things. And so me, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, damn it. Like I'm 20 something now. Like this was, you know, not eight, nine years ago. Like I'm, I want to talk about my feelings. I want to share how I'm feeling. And then they were just like, not about that life. So, uh, you know, I would, you know, go to my friends and, and talk to them about it. And then, you know, therapy was amazing. Um, but I just wish I had more, you know, affection and support from, from my immediate family, but, and I get it. I mean, they were there for me in, in different ways that I'll, you know, forever be grateful for, but yeah. Death is a, is a hard situation to deal with across the board. Oh, totally. I, I, um, I'm Everyone here in El Paso because, right. I'm here in El Paso because, uh, somebody that, was a, a, a mother to my friends passed away. So I got five different phone calls to be here from five different adults saying, I need you because I don't know how to talk about this. I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to do. And I find because I've experienced it so much that I'm now mm-hmm. like, I'm the one that everybody calls. And, and what I hear more than anything is I just don't know what to do to make things better. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to act. I don't know how Mm -hmm. to approach it. I don't know how to feel. And I think that that's more where people on a general level come from. They just, they just don't know how to do it. It it almost takes when my mom died, I had to say to people, Hey, look, I need to talk about this because it's kicking my ass. And then they'd sit and talk, but most of the time Mm -hmm. they sat there very quietly because they didn't know how they didn't know what to say, but at least I got to say something. And I think with death, it's just one of those things where people just they just can't get there. They just can't deal with it because it's so emotional and it's such a heated emotional situation that it's, it's hard for people yeah. to just say, Hey, what are you going through? Like, what, how can yeah. I help you? Not having the words people or, or tiptoeing. Yeah. yeah. Walking on eggshells. They don't, Absolutely. you know, and it's, it's human of us. Right. But like everyone, like I said, copes differently, reacts differently, processes differently. So yeah. Um, I, well, I, I have a question. <laughs> I, I, I'll be the question guy today. Um, the, the, ha, has your daughter asked about her dad, like who he was that those, those questions yet? Cause I, I can't imagine like, you know, cause you're, you're going to have to be his legacy, whatever that was. And, and mm-hmm. obviously mostly through who, how you guys were together. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to have to tell the stories because obviously she was very young and and thankfully you have pictures because I was the guy taking pictures when my son was born. I only have literally about four or five of me holding him. Oh, wow. Which is, yeah, because but there's tons of pictures of him because I took them all. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I can't imagine you having to because you, you're going to have to tell his story regardless of what it is, whether obviously good and bad because you know if you want to tell the story of you being together and then not or whatever it is you mm-hmm. know it, it's it's got to be hard and those questions have to be coming or if they aren't already uh yeah and no i feel like she's not at an age yet to ask um certain questions that like uh, you know i i guess at a full capacity because mm-hmm. she 
she, I don't think, knows the questions to ask yet. Right, what to ask um, But, yeah, what to ask yet. And so she, she'll, she'll ask some questions sometimes, like, you know, you know, did, did daddy like this or that? Or the other day we were passing by a lake and, you know, I told her, yeah, he used to love fishing here. This is where he taught me like how to fish and stuff. And I know if he was still here, he would have loved to teach you how to, how to fish, but he taught me. So I'm going to teach you how to do that. Um, and so that was kind of like, you know, it, it was a moment for us. It was it, it, another heavy moment. We go through a lot of those. Um, but I feel like uh, when we watch a lot of like shows and movies and stuff and the way they portray, um, you know, families on TV and moms and dads on TV, sometimes it, it kind of leaves her a little bit with, you know, some questions or a little emptiness, especially when there's, you know, a loss of a loved one or a, you know, a, a death of a parent and whatnot. And so that will bring up questions and emotions. Um, but I, I think that she's not at an age yet to ask, you know, to know what kind of questions to ask. Right. But, and the fact yeah. that she does get emotional and it is heavy, that's also a good thing. Loss is a huge, heavy thing for anybody. And a loss of a parent, monumental. Mm -hmm. So the fact yeah. that, that she is grieving in little spurts as she goes through life, that's that's not a bad thing. I would say that's pretty darn healthy. You don't want her yeah, to not, not talk about it, you know, and not deal mm -hmm. with it. Exactly. And and I tell her, whatever you're feeling, whatever you want to talk about, I, I'm all ears. I want to talk. I want to cry. I want to hug. I want to, yeah. you know, we, we can feel whatever we're feeling and then eat ice cream while we do it. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And so I tell her, um, you know, whatever questions you have, just ask me. And so that's kind of helped develop our relationship too, to where, you know, we, we have that bond. It's so important um, that I see her process her emotions. Um, and she'll tell me sometimes, like, I'll, I'll catch her in her little, you know, waves of, of heavy emotion where she tells me, well, you know, I, I miss my daddy. And, and to me, that, that it's like, again, a punch in the gut. But it's like you were so young when you lost him. Like, how do to me, the question is like, how do you miss someone that you don't like you were too young, you don't remember him, but you still miss him. And that just goes to show like how, like how grief can affect even a child that doesn't remember somebody, but still misses them and knows that, you know, that person was once in their life and, and loved them very much when they were here in you know, physical form and all that. And so I, and I, and I tell her, don't keep that trapped inside. Be like, come and talk to me about whatever it is. Ask me whatever it is. And so that helps us too. She's super open with me and, and she knows not to be afraid or shy or embarrassed of, of any question and or curious ever. Like I'm here, ask me, I'm open book. So she, that that's helped us a lot. That's good. Cause she should, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so important that you just talk about it. And, and like I said, you being the only person that's in her life and that level, the fact that you keep the communication open. I mean, what, what else can you really do? You can't, that's, yeah. you got to let her go through what she's going through. You have to go through what you're going through and just let it be what it is and just yeah, watch yeah. her. And I love that you're, so that you're letting yeah. her live through experiences like the lake or whatever. If it mm -hmm. comes up and she's going to ask you, oh, yeah, did, did dad like this and or did you guys do this or whatever? She's still going to learn who he was through you on shared experience. And those oh, shared totally. experiences are priceless. They're priceless. Yeah, totally. Like, things. oh, did he like this sport or that sport or yeah. his favorite team? Did he was he a jokester? Did he like to crack jokes? Was he a serious mm -hmm. person? Like, those are all questions that I get. So there are questions that I get, but there are you know, I feel like maybe questions that are just, you know, don't come to mind yet just because, you know, she's still so young. And so uh, those are the ones I just have to be really prepared for later. <laughs> I yeah, get the easy questions I, now. <laughs> I think the one I think the easy questions that you're answering, though, for her is solidifying who she is as a person, because she's asking you things like, was he funny? Because if she thinks if she feels that she's funny, and she knows that you are, she's going, oh, I got it from both of them. 
I got mm-hmm. this from my dad or I got I know this is mom. Th- those are also things that I think all kids ask or all kids look into with because I do the same with my parents. Like I know where I get certain things from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh, like yeah. you said, your family is not very open. My dad is like stone faced, but I know he loves me with all his heart. My mom won't shut the fuck up. And that's where I get this part from. So I know. So we we all as children crave that thing of like, hey, where do we get these from? And and I got my eyebrows from my dad, uh, unfortunately. And then my kid got them too. But yeah, those are the things. I think that you're what you're doing is an amazing thing. And I know it's hard, but not on your level. And I, I definitely I'll pat you on the back for Father's Day. Because I think that that's a that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, what, one thing I want to say to anybody that is listening to this and going through a similar situation, um, despite the differences that you had with that person, whether they're still, you know, on this earth with us or not, I don't know what, you know, there's single parents and like we said earlier, there's, you know, the mom or the dad is still alive, but they're just absent. Despite what your child's other parent is like or was like, despite your differences, despite what you guys agree or disagree on, it is so important not to paint that person as a villain or a bad guy in your ch- in your child's eyes because that agree. is so damaging. It's so damaging for the child and um, they are going to have this like image of this like monster in their head. And they're going to think like, Oh, well, that's where, you know, my, I must get my, you know, monster side from or whatever it is. It's so important just to kind of keep things civil, right? Keep it sounding good. Don't paint them as a bad guy because you're essentially, you're damaging the child more than anything. And that's not fair to them because they, at that point, they would have never stood a chance and they all deserve a chance. Like, I think it's so important just to, you know, not, not do that. <laughs> and not every, not any person on this earth is all bad. You know, everybody exactly. has their demons. Everybody goes through what they go through. But ultimately, I, I believe in most people, there's more good than bad. So it's not good to paint just Absolutely. one side. But to be honest, you could be honest about both sides of how the person mm-hmm. was, but not try to sway one side or the other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like th- no matter what they did to you or how they made you feel like that's still their other parent. So you don't want to paint that image in their head, like of your experience with them, because now they're convinced, you know, that that's just how that person is. And that's yeah. just not fair. Exactly. They're going to live that experience mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. think they know. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, look, kids will kids will understand who the parents are, regardless whether it takes a little while or not. Mm -hmm. Mine, mine realized who mom was and she's not a horrible person, but there are the points that they realize on their own. You don't have to tell them not a day Mm -hmm. that I paint a picture of his mom being a bad person because she's not. Mm -hmm. So and I did my best. I made my son go visit mom. He would be like, I don't want to go. Nope. Got to go. It's your mom. Yeah. And it's, and, and even if I knew I wasn't doing shit that weekend, I might sit and do nothing that whole weekend, but it's important. That's still your parents and that's still your mom and, and, and vice versa. It's kind of like grandparents, you know, I don't want to go to grandpa's house. It's boring. I don't care. Get in the car. We're going. And, and mine used to say it all the time. Ah, come on now nah, we're going and and it's yeah. important you, you don't paint that picture of bad of anyone mm-hmm. let let your children realize who people are on their own um 100 keep them safe but make let them understand human beings because they're going to do it regardless we're all going to learn who people are sooner yeah. or later that's yeah. true uh, you know, uh, Christy, it's a it's a, an amazing thing that what you've done, I, at least I think, because being a single parent coming on here is a whole other thing, being able to talk about it. Um, and and there's going to be many people probably hearing this. And I think that um, it's important, the message that you've given to our listeners that it's OK. It's you, you, you press on, you 
do what you need to do. It's not easy. It's okay to get help. It's okay to talk to people. And Um, you're not going to be perfect with anything in life. So just do your best and you got to let the rest fly. Absolutely. So keep your chin up. Keep your head up. You're doing good. Thanks. Look, you, you've got through nine awesome. years already. Yeah, you, got her, like, you got her through nine. <laughs> you got her through nine. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, how many more years do you have that do you have to worry about it? Just another 70? Yeah. Right. You'll be, you'll, you'll be fine. Who's counting? But, yeah. Who's counting? <laughs> you, it, uh, and you know, it's good. Don't, don't forget to enjoy it too, because it goes so fast. It goes yeah. so fast. And you're when you're worried about what you're not doing, you're missing opportunity to be in the moment and enjoy what is. So I, I always tell people that because I was worried about being perfect and trying to do the right thing. And I wish somebody had told me, would you just shut the fuck up, sit down and enjoy her? Because I think if I had done that a little bit more, I, I would have felt better about things. Someone had to tell me that. Someone had to tell me that. And I wish they would have told me sooner because yeah. I feel like her first few years of life, I don't remember uh, so much because I was constantly thinking about the next move or the next day or the next moment mm-hmm. or the next plan or whatever it was. Um, constantly, you know, my mind is busy planning, thinking, you know, not living in the moment. And then, um, and I finally, one came to the realization Two, someone just finally said it straight up, like just be and live in the moment, be in the moment, enjoy the moment you're not going to get this moment back. And so, right. You know, I'll do someone else that favor and, and say the same thing. Just, just enjoy the moment that you're in. Don't think about the next one because you might not get to the next moment. So enjoy this one. Right. Right. So (laughs) yeah, someone had to tell me that. And I finally got it through my head. (laughs) My, My other thing I'll tell you is that you, you do have to take time for yourself, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. If it's if it's a night out, if it's the spa, whatever it is, oh, yeah. make sure that you take time for you because that's just it's as so important. important. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you said earlier, um, Rob, that you sometimes when you didn't have your son, you just want to sit there and do nothing and just like mm-hmm. just have the music in the background. I recently had that where. I had plans. They, they fell, they fell through. They didn't work out. And I was, and I didn't have her. She was already, you know, with my parents or with a sitter. Um, and I was like, what am I going to do? I don't have my kid. Like I want to go out. I want to do this and that. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit here in silence, like, and do nothing. And I, you know, literally did just that and it was so beautiful it was so yeah, amazing it's, it's therapeutic. but then i was like oh i miss her no <laughs> that's the balance <laughs> no that, I'm, yeah. there's no argument that there's the balance of that yeah like i couldn't like my son would leave on a friday night and i couldn't wait to see him sunday afternoon i couldn't wait yep. but there is that time in between where you can decompress and it's okay to go and still yeah. miss your child it's okay Totally. I yeah, agree. It felt it's great. Sometimes it's, it felt, it feels awesome. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you for an hour of your time. Yes. Thank I, you. I, thank I, you guys. It's, it's, it's always a pleasure and you're more than welcome to come back on and talk about other nonsense with us because <laughs> some, sometimes it doesn't have to be such a uh, hard uh, uh, subject. You know, we, we talk about other nonsense, so it, it'd be for fun sure. to have you on again. Feel free to come back. Yes. Tina, Thank you guys. Do you want to do you want to tell them where they can hear us? You could hear us on Spotify, Apple, uh, oh my Google, gosh, Google, Amazon, Amazon. iHeartRadio, <laughs> all, all those yes. cool places where you can hear podcasts. Yes. And we are, we're doing really well. We got a, we're down to only needing eight states to have listeners in every state of the union here. So that's kind of cool. And um, we're getting more countries. It seems like every week and please keep listening, follow us, subscribe, uh, 
uh, send us to your friends so that they or share us with your friends so that they uh, could listen to us too. And um, thank you all for listening so much. And Christy, thank you so much for being on. It's always a pleasure when you come on. Thank you guys for having me. It was a blast. And you know it's really, and you know it's really crazy. We have somebody in Tennessee. Now I have relatives in Tennessee, but I don't think this is. They're in Spring Hill. So whoever's listening, cool, you're catching up. <laughs> and on that, this is a, a show of opinions, so don't get it twisted. We just like to have a good time. Feel free to come back every Wednesday and listen to us. And until next week, uh, listen to the rest of the library. You guys have a good night. Thanks for coming on. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Uh-huh.